like the moments that you were supposed to be thinking, ah, yes, they're falling in love. All I was thinking was, oh my gosh, stop dancing with your fiance's brother. Hi, thirsties. Welcome to the Thirsty for Hallmark podcast. I'm Charlie. And I'm Mary. Today we're discussing It Was Always You, which aired today, February 27th, 2021. So Mary, how many cupcakes do you give this movie? Oh my gosh. We, it, it was a teeter. Sometimes I thought three, sometimes I thought two, and sometimes I thought five. And I'm going to give it a four. I think I'm going to give it a four cupcake rating. Well, I'm going to give it three cupcakes. I've liked it, but there were so many things that... Just, just made you uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't I couldn't deal with the secondary love story. The um, like we never heard why there wasn't a fairy. Let's just get to what this movie's about. Yeah. So to sum it all up, a girl falls in love with a family that lives next door, and um, she becomes best friends with all of them, and it gets engaged to one brother, and then realizes throughout the movie that she's actually in love with the other brother, and then she breaks up with one brother. And falls in love with the other brother officially. And they end up together. The movie starts and you see Aaron Quake Craco, who is her character. That's the actress. Her character's name is Elizabeth. And she is in the dental office that her and her fiance run together. And they are busy bees. And you can already kind of tell there's not a ton of chemistry between the two of them and that they are just workaholics together. Um, and they drive all the way up to um, the home, his family home to do an engagement party slash birthday party for the mom. And they're going to stay up there for like a week. And the telltale sign of them like being very much people that just stay within the box as they go to an oyster bar. And this oyster bar is a bizarre business model in that you can't order a pie. You have to eat three dozen oysters or like nothing else and this waitress they're like I would like water and I would like um chardonnay and then she brings them two beers and she's like we don't have chardonnay here you can't even have water (laughs) she was like oysters and beer are nothing she wanted to like try something new and you could just tell she was looking around all these people having fun and she wasn't having fun they go to her husband's family home. They're there. They're celebrating the mom's birthday. The husband gets a call from work and he decides to go home to check on a patient while he is not on call. He says he does that because the patient is afraid of dentists and he's the only one who can keep them calm. So there's an island. And yet again, I'd like to move there. Echo Beach. Echo Beach. And there's one bridge that gets there. And I saw that bridge and I heard the rain that night that George left. And I thought the bridge is going to break. Lo and behold, y'all, the bridge broke. So George was stuck in Seattle, couldn't get back to Echo Beach. And that's why Elizabeth has to do all this stuff for the wedding. Yeah. And apparently not a fairy in sight. <laughs> no, Mary, there was a fairy in sight. He just but wasn't they, on they it. did not mention any possibility of taking a fairy. <laughs> but anyway, so she decides to plan the wedding without him and with his brother, and there's sparks flying. Grandmother talks about how you get feel like a zing when you're with the person you are in love with. And they keep playing these little bells. Every time she said zing, it was like ching, ding. I almost ding. thought she was getting a text message. <laughs> so did I. I was like, Grandma's like very popular. Might have been my favorite character. She goes to pick out her first dance. And this is after she's kind of started like loosening up. So like the first thing she did to loosen up was she went to the oyster bar and she actually ate all the oysters. So she's like slowly showing that she's changing. She dances with the brother, David, and you hear the ding and she freaks out and she leaves. Oh, I didn't. I missed that. I didn't hear the ding. (laughs) The ding happened. (laughs) 
David is this free spirit. He travels all over the world constantly. And he's the complete opposite of his brother, George. Yeah. So I guess soon after the DJ thing, George comes back. Mm -hmm. They have their engagement party. Before the party, she tries dancing with George. She puts on the song that's going to be their first dance. How do I live? And immediately she feels nosing. He's like, are we done yet? (laughs) At the engagement party. She takes George aside and is like, yo, I need to get out of the country. I need to see the world. This is not working. Here's your ring back. And I think this is why I had to give it four cupcakes. Pan two one year later. Right after she breaks up with this guy, we get a one year later. I'm like, Hallmark has been listening to our podcast. They are delivering one year later before I even have the chance to say, you know what will up this movie? A one year later. So one year later, she's been traveling the world. You know what? I kind of loved this storyline because she didn't stay and weirdly start dating the brother even though that was a lot of a lot of cringeworthy moments where he was like having a slow dance with his brother's fiance she no she doesn't stay for the man she goes out there and discovers her life she goes to italy she goes to paris she goes to london she is living her life and then she is invited to her ex-fiance's sister's wedding and they had been friends since childhood so that makes sense So she decides to come back and George is now dating the dental assistant. So he's happy. The sister is happy. She's sitting there in her beautiful dress that happens to match the tablecloth. But that's, you know, neither here nor there. And handsome brother David walks by. He takes her hand. Oh, this is important to the end of this movie is that when she was like 12 or 13 and he was... 16, when they were children, she wrote a list of all the places she wanted to visit. And one of them was Italy. And of course, she was like, Coliseum and, you know, like Trevi Fountain. And like, you know, maybe she watched like Lizzie McGuire, the movie, and was like, I must go everywhere that Lizzie and Paula went. But um, that's why that's like the first thing that the brother David, her actual love interest, David, pulled out for her to be like, hey, you actually really wanted to travel and do all this stuff. So he pulls her aside from the wedding and he pulls out that Italy travel book. And Charlie, you want to take it away from here? He pulls it out and he shows her that he wrote a list. and The same day that she wrote the list. And it's all the places that she wanted to go. And he says, below the list he wrote, I don't know what any of these places are, but if you're going there, I want to go there. And I don't want to go there with anyone but you. Love, David. So he's been in love with her his entire life. And they kiss and they fall in love and it's beautiful and that was it was always you can we just talk for a fact that he didn't know what the coliseum was at 16 years old like what is she didn't say six because she was 13 when she wrote that isn't he younger i don't think so guys listeners if we are wrong you're 16 you don't know the coliseum what is our education system (laughs) doing today (laughs) that i'm I'm impressed you can even write moving on who do we Mary, who the- are these people? Can you tell me a little bit about Aaron Krako? Okay, so many of you all act like these actors aren't very good. They're not talented. Excuse you. Many of them are from Juilliard, actually. Heard of it? A not very commonly known fact is that Juilliard is actually a feeder into Hallmark movies. So I want to hear all of you all's insults some other time because right now I've proved you wrong. She's from Juilliard and she was in Army Wives with Catherine Bell, who is in The Good Witch. And then she went to my favorite TV show. Y'all, I've been watching this TV show since it aired eight years ago. 
When Calls the Heart. She plays Elizabeth Thatcher, who is the lead character. She is a wealthy socialite woman from the 1900s who decides to take a teaching job out in the middle of nowhere, falls in love with a Mountie, and just is living her life. And eventually, and if you watch When Calls the Heart, you'll get this gag. No spoilers. She learns how to cook. (laughs) What? Mary. Wait, is that a spoiler? She learns in season one. No, she doesn't. I mean, she's cooking. Maybe it's not great. So I'm watching When Calls the Heart. I started last week and about halfway through season two, she still cannot cook. She burns her food, but she can cook. Okay. We have different definitions of what it means to be able to cook. Well, she um, has been in a bunch of Hallmark movies also. One of my favorites is about making pot pies. It's almost like Sleepless in Seattle. Like this guy's son writes a letter to her and like she thinks it's a guy. And so she goes out there and then she gets snowed in and then she like makes a pot pie company. It's a little bizarre, but that sounds good. <laughs> I got really Can into I pop. See this movie? I got really into baking pot pies after that movie. I made like five. My parents were like, "You need to stop." And once I made the best pot pie, and it was amazing. It took all day long. Then the guy is Tyler Hines, who is best known for his part in "It's Christmas Eve," my favorite Christmas movie, it's starring Leanne Rhymes. <laughs> He normally does a musical. I mean, he played the guitar a little bit in this, but he normally does musical um, movies. Yeah. I mean, wasn't he in that country singing one in the fall? He was in On the Twelfth Date of Christmas, Mm -hmm. which some people thought was the best Christmas movie of 2020 on Hallmark. Uh, I liked it, um, but he's very hunky and he did slide into our DMs. Both of them have responded to us, and that's why we like them even more. Yeah, Tyler is—he's got dark hair. He's kind of brooding Mm -hmm. and very cute. Very cute. My one qualm: Tyler did not look like any of his family members. His two other siblings looked like each other. I could—I think he looked like a sister. A little bit, but I felt like the sister looked more like George, and George looked nothing like Tyler. Uh, Well, let's not even talk about the mom. Mom was a natural blonde. And all of her children were like dark, dark brunette. Dark brunette. Maybe the dad? I don't know. Yeah, we never saw the dad. Dad, That's dead, by the way. Uh, What did you think about Aaron's hair? You know... It's weird because when I think of Erin, I've watched her for eight seasons as Elizabeth Thatcher, right? So I think of like long, slightly wavy, curly hair. So it is bizarre. With the middle part, right? With the middle part. Yeah. It's, so it's really bizarre for me to see her with any other hair. Like a modern hairstyle is weird for me to see her with. Yeah. Her hair in this was bangs and like shoulder length. She looks fine. It's just like for me, I'm just thinking... Elizabeth Thatcher, like, that is not appropriate for the 1900s. Sometimes it looked like she was just wearing a hat. Like, it was pressed down and then kind of poofed out around where her ears were. But I liked her hair at the end when it was straight. I did like it straight. I I mean, she can pull off the bangs. Not a lot of people can. She can. It's just that, like, every time I looked at her face, I was like, this is, I'm sorry. Hope Valley does not do short hair and bangs. So, Mary, who would you give the Oscar to? Grandma. Hands down grandma carried this movie grandma also poor george his entire family was throwing david and elizabeth together and grandma was not shying away from it at all but she was funny she was just she was killing it i loved her i'm giving the oscar to the sassy waitress at the oyster bar (laughs) oh my god like everything out of her mouth like she just did not give a fuck 
Yeah. They were like, I would like Chardonnay. She's like, we don't have that here. She's like, I like pie. And she's like, okay, we well, need to eat three dozen oysters. I was like, girl, this girl is going through an existential crisis right now where she's finding out that she's in love with her fiance's brother and you're not going to give her a damn piece of pie. She did end up giving her a piece of pie, but I really thought for a second she was going to make her order three dozen oysters. <laughs> I was like, just give her the pie. Yeah, she finally softened. She was not putting up with that shit. <laughs> All right, it's time for homemade or hostess. Homemade are things that we really liked about the movie, and hostess are things that we could have left on the shelf. Okay, guys, I really enjoyed this movie. My problem is, why did it have to be his brother? Like, I think this movie would have been totally fine if she just happened to, like, be a family friend that came into town for the sister's wedding. And like all of this, she was like the sister's maid of honor and all this stuff happened. And maybe she had dated the brother in high school, but they never really were super serious. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there was no reason why he had to be the brother. Yeah, there was no reason. It was uncomfortable. Like the moments that you were supposed to be thinking, ah, yes, they're falling in love. All I was thinking was, oh my gosh, stop dancing with your fiance's brother. At your own engagement party. Yes, an intimate dance, not like a normal dance. Chest pressed against chest. And then he took the cream off her mouth. She like got key lime pie on her mouth. And instead of being like, hey, you have pie on your mouth, he just like takes a thumb and wipes it off. And she's like, and I. I'm like, it was a lot. <laughs> that was a sensual moment. It was. it was. Oh, and they're holding hands. He, They were dancing and then they stopped dancing and she, she was holding his hand and he rubbed her hand. My sisters, one of them is engaged and one of them is married. And I, I can tell you right now, I would not dance with my brothers-in-law like that ever. <laughs> My homemade is this compound that the family owns in Echo Beach. It wasn't just the house. There was It was like this huge waterfront property with a beautiful art studio, a well-equipped treehouse with full electricity and cable TV. And then this mansion yeah. that was so beautifully decorated. Not to mention grandma's also nice cottage on the property as well. Oh, I forgot about grandma's cottage. I... I have to mention the gardens. Kensington Castle or Kensington Palace wishes they could have gardens this beautiful. I don't know how many people they have employed trimming the shrubs and <laughs> watering all these plants, but it was insane. It compared it to the proposal and it's very accurate. It's like she came to the town and then it was, they owned the town. You can't convince me that three fourths of the town was not their compound because it was glorious. They have a cable in their treehouse. But do you know what they don't have? A stable ladder. They have a rope ladder to get up there. That's a hostess for me as well. This girl tries to climb a ladder. It's like you've never she's never seen a ladder in her life. She she couldn't even make it up one step the first time. I was like, girl, what is going on? She was using her Juilliard training for that. <laughs> she was digging deep to try to be somebody who doesn't know how to climb a rope ladder. Hostess. We mentioned it already. Why did they not bring up a fairy? Why couldn't they just say, like, the fairy's canceled? Like, the fairy's not running this week. Like, they just mention it. And you know what? I, I think that's what separates the really good Hallmark movies from the not so good is when they have these huge plot holes. And the best Hallmark actresses know to look for these plot holes and to bring it up. Yeah. And to call the writer or call the producer and be like, can we just say something about the fairy? Because they would cut to the waterways and there would be a fairy on the water. And you have to be sitting there thinking, okay, so it's, it's a choice you're not here. Also, their family owns a compound and they don't own a boat. Yeah, a compound on the water. A compound on the <laughs> no boat. 
They own five different houses on the water and not a damn boat. And it wasn't like a beach waterfront. It was more like boating. It was a canal. Yeah. It's a canal. A sound, I guess. I wrote down triplets. Do you know what that means? Why no. did I write that? Oh, I know I wrote that. Like, I, I still don't understand the, the difference in ages of the three siblings. Because apparently they all hung out together all the time. So I was like, maybe they're triplets and they're all the same age. And that's why they are always together. I think George is older, though. Maybe five minutes older. Here's my thing. We had four romances. Hallmark needs to cut it off at two maximum. We had Elizabeth and George, which was just a sham of a romance. Then we had Elizabeth and David, his potentially twin brother, which was also uncomfy. Then we had Louisa and Mailman, which was bizarre because there was no time given to them. But he kept popping up. And then all of a sudden, they were getting married at the end. And I was just like, what is happening there? Then we had George and dental assistant. Denise. Denise. And you're just like, George, you're engaged. Elizabeth, you're engaged. You're engaged to each other. Your romance is nothing. But you're both just like flirting with two other how am I supposed to keep up with all these romances Hallmark oh god too many I I could not with Louise and Eugene the mailman I could not and I have to disagree with you they showed them so much they gave them so much time I was like can I have these minutes back in my life because I do not want to be watching them they didn't make sense in many ways it didn't make sense because it just didn't seem like they'd ever spoken before. And then all of a sudden we were supposed to believe that they were like in love. And just, I just did not like Louise at all. She was such a bitch. Here's my thing. I don't mind extra characters. I don't mind extra plot lines. If it adds. And at the end of the day, the only thing it added was an extra wedding so that they could get back together later. Like she could have been engaged the whole time. Like they actually didn't need for that weird romance to be happening. Like it just didn't add anything you're right all i added was minutes i would say (laughs) a homemade for me though the one year later i harp on this and hallmark gave it to me one year later is just it adds depth that was the best one year later it it was like the one year later that you come up with on your own it is exactly i don't even know if i could i could not add upon that if we were to do a two year later i don't think i could top what we just saw i have to go back to louise she was constantly in her painting studio painting and she was painting the ugliest painting of lily pads, of water lilies. <laughs> it was just like awful Monet. Yeah. And the mailman was like, oh, I like it. And she's like, you do? As if like that's not what you say when somebody's painting something. <laughs> no, yeah. not really. Ugh. Also, okay, another hostess for me. He, I, I get that he's a dentist. I'm glad he's so dedicated to his patients. But it's like your fiance wants to go on like a one-week vacation to Paris. And you would think she asked him to quit his job, move to like the middle of nowhere, just leave his entire life. She No, she asked for a one-week vacation vacation now i could see if she was like hey i would like to move to x place for a year and like really just like be off the grid and like find myself i feel like that would be a bigger discussion right a one-week vacation in paris is that really that impossible to do as two dentists do they have no personal time dentists don't work very much They work from like seven to two, three days a week. I my dentist has definitely gone on vacation, but he was like a week vacation. How dare you? We have a conference three months from now. That's three months from now. Are you gonna be working on that conference for three months? A hostess for me was the dress you mentioned earlier. 
that she wears in the final scene. It was this floral dress that was on one shoulder. And she's standing in front of this cocktail table that has a floral tablecloth that looked exactly like the dress. And I want to know who put her there. (laughs) Who let that happen? Come on. Hallmark. Come on. I actually like, I love floral prints. And I like things that look like tablecloths. I liked the dress, but, but the dress... you can't stand in front of a tablecloth that looks like it. Yeah, the dress with the tablecloth. Why would you do that? Why would you Why would you spend five minutes on that image right there? That was bizarre. Another homemade for me is Tyler Hines was constantly wearing tight Don Henley shirts. Yeah. Oh my God, he looked so good in them. He, he had a nice fashion, this movie. Like rugged. Yeah. And he would like constantly just be playing his guitar... Just like sitting on the treehouse, strumming his guitar, serenading no one. One leg hanging off the edge of the treehouse. Yeah, just like, this is my cash. It like looked like, you know, those medieval paintings where there's like the man like (laughs) in like his weird medieval outfit, like strumming. Yes. That's what Tyler Hines looked like this entire movie. Just a Renaissance painting. I think another hostess and also homemade weirdly at the same time was that he spoke in metaphors the whole time. I wrote some of them down. She says something about small things and he goes, small things are big things. Like life is made up of all the tiny little steps that you take. Which reminded me, do you, did you watch the Mindy Project? Yeah, I did. Do you remember when she was talking about Michelle Kwan's autobiography? Life isn't made of little jumps. It's big leaps. I wish my family would speak in metaphors. I wish we would speak in metaphors. You know what I loved? The home store that they went to. Oh where they're gosh, doing the yes. gift registry. It had all this cool stuff. Like every store, the bakery that they went to was gorgeous. Oh, I was like, you yeah. should get married at the bakery. Is that an option? This town that this family owns is just immaculate. Now it's time we talk about who we would play in this movie. I would play the very first scene, the dental patient, Mr. Henry. First he asks her about her wedding. And then he starts talking about his honeymoon when he got married to his wife, which made us all laugh because he was so obviously gay. You could see it from a mile away. I was the 30-year-old DJ that lived in his mother's home. Every time they tried to play a song, his mom would go, you need to take the dog out. And the dog's going. (laughs) We had a friend join us. She's a little nervous to be on the podcast, but we did assign her a character as well. She was a baker and um, Elizabeth just wanted vanilla. And the guy was like, you're vanilla on the surface. But I think if you keep digging, if you really just search yourself a little bit, maybe you could be a Neapolitan. I don't know if you saw on our Instagram that we posted a meme about this movie. It was a picture of Elizabeth in front of the ladder and then Tyler Hines above her. And it was like, would you climb this rickety ladder if he was at the top? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I posted it and for hours it had one like and that like was me. (laughs) And I was like, I guess nobody's liking this meme I made. And then I went to bed and I woke up to many, many likes, a comment from Tyler Hines, a comment from Aaron Krako, mm-hmm. and Tyler Hines posted it to his Instagram story. We just went crazy. And can I just say, she did not climb the ladder for a hunk. She climbed a ladder for herself. Yes, woman empowerment, Hallmark. She gets a hunk and she climbs the ladder <laughs> for herself. Yes. Yes, queen. Uh, we did get a one year later in this movie. But I think we could have had a one year later after that. What do you think? I think if we had a one year later after that, I think it would be the two of them traveling all over the world. They get to Italy. They get to the Colosseum, which he's never heard of before. That little known (laughs) landmark. They get to the Colosseum. He gets down on one knee. He says, 
I only wanted to come to this with you because I loved you my whole life. And he opens up the book. She picks out the note and it says, will you marry me? And then she cries and then he puts a big ass ring on her hand. Yes. Next week is going to be Fit for a Prince with Natalie Hall. One of our favorites. I don't know who the guy is. I've seen him and stuff. He's always a prince. Mm. But he's got a very Prince British kind of vibe to him. Whenever there's a movie about a prince or princess or any kind of royalty, you know it's going to be good. Yeah, I'm excited. That's it for us. That's it. That was, it was always you. Remember everybody, (laughs) stay Stay thirsty. Are you still listening? Well, we have a special surprise for you at the end of this episode. Our own Mary Alexander is going to read one of Grandma's words of wisdom. And then I think you should read a line from George, Grandma giving Elizabeth advice. Love is not something you find. It's something that finds you when you least expect it. And now from George. David says, why don't I book us a trip? Why not? And this is what his brother says in response. I'm not a why not kind of guy. I'm a guy who asks why. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.